Welcome to Disney Honor Roll. I'm Chrissy. And I'm Sharon. We are two teachers who love our families, our students, and everything Disney. When we're not at school or taking care of our own children, we are dreaming of our next Disney vacation. What aspects of Disney will make our honor roll and which won't make the grade? You'll have to listen to find out. Class starts now. Welcome to episode 23 of Disney Honor Roll. Original release date, June 9th, 2021. We have missed you. Yes, we have. And we hope you've missed us too during our small hiatus. Yes, between Disney World travel for both of us, mom life and teacher life, you know, it's Mm -hmm. the end of the school year over here. Mm -hmm. We took a little unplanned break. But we are back and we're better than ever. Hopefully, hopefully we're better than ever. For you guys to decide, but we are better than ever. <laughs> sure. Today we will be grading the C's with Nemo and friends, but first it's time for our very lengthy morning announcements. Yes. We have so much to talk about since our last episode. Where should we begin? I selfishly want to talk about cruises. Oh, yes. Because I have a planned cruise for this summer and it's been a roller coaster of emotions as far as this <laughs> cruise is concerned, but... Disney Cruise Line has been granted approval from the CDC to begin test cruises. So These sailings will be two-night cruises out of Port Canaveral beginning June 29th with volunteer passengers. Sign me up. Right? Please. Oh, my goodness. How do they find these volunteer passengers? <laughs> probably from people who are already booked to sail. And probably vloggers and bloggers and podcasters. Podcasters, what? But yes, so my cruise is slightly longer than two nights. So I'm really hoping that it goes well and that everything will be running by August. I hope so. High hopes, I know. High hopes. It seems more likely now than it did just a month or so ago. I know we talked about it briefly on one of our past episodes, so... Yes. It does seem more likely. Hopefully. The fingers are crossed. The toes are crossed. The legs are crossed. Everything. (laughs) (laughs) Really hoping for this. Yep. More news. The After Hours Boo Bash prices and dates have been released. The Boo Bash will start on Tuesday, August 10th and happens most Tuesdays and Fridays. And then they add Sunday, October 24th. And of course, Sunday, October 31st. Now, ticket prices, oh my goodness. Yeah. They start at $129 to $139, plus tax, of course, for August and September, and then jump to $159 and $169 for October nights, and then Halloween night is $199 plus tax. Now, this is not very different pricing than the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party was in the past. I think people are taking exception to it because they are viewing this as less of a party than Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party due to COVID restrictions. But we really don't know yet what it will be. And if Disney's coming out with pricing like this, I'm hopeful that it will be very much like Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Yeah, I agree. It seems like most things are starting to kind of creep back towards normal. I think that there'll be fireworks at this point because I can't imagine Mm -hmm. them not having fireworks by October 1st. Especially with the 50th anniversary of October, so. For sure. We need those fireworks. Happily ever after. Come on, man. Another thing to mention for the Boo Bash is that annual pass holders and Disney Vacation Club members can take advantage of a $10 discount 
for event nights in August and September. So it's not going to help you in October, but if you're a DVC or annual pass holder, you can get a little discount. And that is less of a discount than it was for Mickey's Not So Scary, but it's still a discount. Yes. And I was looking into this because I was hoping to go that Friday night before my cruise goes mm. in August. Now, that's one of the Fridays that they aren't doing, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just have to go earlier in the week, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that with the Not So Scary Halloween party, they would let you into the park starting at 4 p.m. They are not letting you in until 7 p.m. now. Yeah, that's a little crazy. Yes, yeah, so that's definitely different. But I'm very excited to see how everything will play out with this mm -hmm. hoping to get there too i've always wanted to do that wear costumes and everything in the park it'd be so fun i know it would be so fun and of course i have to theme myself and the kids <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so let's talk about masks on the last episode we told you all about how the masks are not required outdoors anymore for guests well walt disney world is changing the mask mandates for some cast members now Certain cast members who work outside and can maintain physical distancing have the option to go maskless. This doesn't seem to affect many employees right now, but will certainly help the employees that will be outside in the extreme heat. Yes, as I was thinking about this, I was trying to think about cast members who are outside, and a lot of them do work outside, but they can't really maintain physical distance. So it's hard for me to picture someone who fits both of those requirements. You know, my boys fell asleep in the stroller when we were in Epcot, when we were there in May. And we went over to the American Pavilion because I was waiting for the Voices of Liberty, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and we just kind of sat there for a little while. And there was a cast member standing outside of the door. Now, this cast member can maintain physical distancing. And they had to wear a mask at that time. And I remarked on how I thought that was silly yeah. that they still had to wear a mask when the guests don't. Mm -hmm. So I'm... I'm assuming it'll be cast members in that sort of situation. Yeah. And then I'm also assuming that they'll have a mask on them in case a guest approaches them. Yeah, that would be smart. And I was thinking maybe the people that just stand and hold signs and, mm. you know, direction signs, but they're still will probably be within six feet of others. Well, it's three feet now. That's true. And if they're vaccinated. Yeah, very true. And I'm sure it's still a choice. I'm sure they will have the choice to wear the mask for a very long time to come. Yes. I'm sure masks will be here for many years. Mm -hmm. All right. Next, I'm so excited about this news story. Me too. The documentary series Behind the Attraction will be coming to Disney Plus on July 16th. There will be 10 episodes, each about an hour in length, that will go behind the scenes of some of our favorite park attractions. And of course, this will include conversations with our true loves, the Imagineers. Oh, we love you, Imagineers. I can't wait to see this. I am so excited for this show. And, and it's released in the summer. Yes. So these lovely teachers you are listening to <laughs> will have some time to binge. Yes. And enjoy and rewatch many times. Oh, so excited. <laughs> I think I haven't been as excited about a show release since the Imagineering story, like way back in November when Disney Plus first started. Yeah. Oh, this is just so exciting. This is what I'm living for. I'm very excited about this. Yeah. <laughs> our Imagineering super fans. We'll have to wear our t-shirts. Yes. Oh, yeah. I don't know if our listeners know that. We haven't posted a picture of them yet. Oh, we'll have to post a picture. Chrissy is phenomenal, guys. And she <laughs> made us Imagineering Superfan shirts. I actually wore one on one of our trip days 
And I got a comment from a cast member. They said, oh, I love your shirt. And I was like, oh, thanks. I made it. They were, Do you know someone who's Imagineer? And I'm like, no, I'm just a super fan. Just love him. Just Asa. I'm just hoping to meet Asa. <laughs> yeah, Can you set me up? <laughs> I think he's in California. I'm going to have to go over there. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stay in Walt Disney World for now. And talk about Tusker House at Disney's Animal Kingdom because it's reopening with character dining on June 20th. So exciting. I love to see more character dining coming back. Same. So great. And from both yours and my experience, we know that some, not all character dining is created equal. Correct. Right now. Yes. We're looking forward to seeing how this one plays out. Yes, for sure. And the more character dining there is the less demand there will be on the character dining that already is existent. Because within the 60 day window, Everybody's thinking about their vacation at that point. I miss the days of 180 days. (laughs) (laughs) It was those of us who like really wanted it. We're looking. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, even when you, if you're at that 60 day mark, you probably won't get it because somebody who's staying on property five days before you could have booked it. And Mm -hmm. yeah. But anyway, it's rough out there, guys. It's, It's a rough world. Back to some COVID restrictions that are being lifted. Physical distancing is being lessened in some cases around Walt Disney World. On the Skyliner, Disney is now putting more than one group in each gondola, as long as they are small parties. Disney is also putting more seating out in their outdoor dining spaces, so tables and different parties are seated closer together than they have been throughout the pandemic thus far. Makes sense if it's outdoors. I don't know how I would feel about the Skyliner being with another party, just because they are really tight spaces. Yes. And I'm sure it's probably only if you have one or two people, they're going to put you in with one or two other people. They're not going to fill it, but still. Right. That's what I read, that it's just parties of two or three that are being combined with another party of two. And that was the one thing that was good about having a stroller. They're not going to shove you in with another group if you have a big old stroller in there too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. Another news story. We have so many today. So many to catch up on. Disney CEO Bob Chapek confirms that park passes and virtual queues are sticking around for good. There are a lot of mixed emotions about this out there. Yes. We previously discussed this because we can't not discuss it as we're making our script here, guys. (laughs) (laughs) But we like the park passes. Yes, I do. I like knowing how busy some place is going to be before I get there. I agree. And I think that once we go back to 100% capacity, it won't really be that big of a deal because these parks very rarely hit 100% capacity. Maybe New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, Christmas, maybe. Right. So it will just be nice. And I definitely think that they're going to keep them in place because of the virtual queues. They don't want people trying to get Rise of the Resistance every single day they're on vacation. They're going to make you get a park reservation and then you can apply for the virtual queue. That makes a lot of sense. For sure. Makes a lot of sense. What we are concerned about are the rumors for more virtual queues, Mm -hmm. but we, we don't know anything for sure on that yet. Yeah. So we could get behind maybe one at each park. Yeah. I think that would be fair. Like when Remy opens, I'm sure that will be a virtual queue. Mm -hmm. Keeping rise of the resistance. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Oh, and Tron too. Oh, for sure. Tron at the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. I can't see them having more than one virtual queue because would you be allowed to apply for both of them? Would one open at I seven and another one open at eight o'clock or something? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no. I'm sure they don't I, even know yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they should consult know. us though. They should. Just one at each park, guys. Okay. Thank you, friends. Now, are you ready to go see Asa 
Oh, yes. I'm always ready for Asa. <laughs> so as of June 15th, Disneyland in California will open its doors to out-of-state guests. Yay! That's my cue. Bye, everybody. Packing my bags. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, only school was over. I know. A few days after that. Yep. I know. So exciting, though. It's so nice that people can finally get around to traveling again. Oh, yeah. And, you know, if only it wasn't across the country from us, then yeah. Go a little bit more easily, but oh well. <laughs> Eventually. Eventually. All right. Another news story. Guests have been missing the option of taking a minivan as a form of transportation. Mm-hmm. Now we are talking M-I-N-N-I-E for mini, not M-I-N-I. <laughs> so this is a ride sharing service that's powered by Lyft on Disney property. Guests who opt to use a minivan pay a fee for each ride. Yeah, that's definitely a nice option to have. They shut it down during COVID. They did, but new minivan signs have been installed at Hollywood Studios, so we are hopeful that the service will return soon. Yay! I did hear a rumor that some minivan drivers are being called back also, so. Ooh, that's exciting. Don't know if it's true, but it makes sense if they're adding these new signs. Mm Mm-hmm. Probably getting ready for the the summer rush down there. And it's so funny how one sign pops up and everyone's like, oh, there's a sign. (laughs) One really perceptive Disney fan notices it and then it's all over the internet. Yep. It's great. You can't make a wrong move there, Disney. Everyone will know. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I smell children. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, quite literally in our lives all the time. Oh, yeah. School, June, middle school, June, school children children in June. My word. (laughs) You can imagine. Yes, we we quite literally smelled children. (laughs) But I meant it in the way that Hocus Pocus 2 will be released on Disney Plus this fall. Yay. The original cast is back for some Hocusy Pocusy fun. So awesome. I'm really excited. I'm just, I, I can't wait to see how it all plays out. I'm not sure. I mean, last time I virgin lit the black black flame candle, so. <laughs> we will see. We I'm assuming see. it'll be in October sometime. Yay. I hope it's before that. It might be. I'm just thinking like, oh, usually Christmas movies come out in November. So maybe this will come out in September. <laughs> that would be good. September. They need to make their money. I can get behind that. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that it's going to Disney+. Plus. Yes, I do too. And it's not premiere access, right? I don't it's think just so. Straight old Disney Plus. I think so. Because Cruella is available on Disney Plus right now for the premiere price of $30. Yep. I've yep. heard excellent, excellent things about Cruella. So have I. I'm really excited to see it. I know, but I just can't justify spending that money right now. If I'm going to spend it, I'm going to go to the movie theater. Yeah, for sure. I need that popcorn. I was just going to say, I need popcorn. I need Twizzlers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to progress reports. We'd like to give yet another shout out to our wonderful Patreon supporters. Thank you all for everything that you're doing to keep our podcast up and running. If you like what you have been hearing on our podcast, please consider visiting patreon.com slash Disney Honor Roll to become a teacher's pet, salutatorian, or a valedictorian. Plenty of new content popping up over there for our Patreon supporters to see. Oh, yes. Some videos, too, I think I'm going to add. Mm-hmm. So exciting. 
Guess what, guys? We are still not done talking about the Disney Wish, the newest ship in the Disney fleet. <laughs> I know. There's just so much. I think maybe next week will be our last week talking I, about I it. I think so. But, but by then, they'll probably have another announcement. <laughs> Chrissy and I could talk about this forever. So there's always that. <laughs> last week, we talked about the adults-only areas on the ships. So today, let's talk about the adults-only food options. Yum, yum, yum. Mm-hmm. The adults-only dining area, like I mentioned last week, is themed to Beauty and the Beast with three different areas, each highlighting a different element from Beauty and the Beast. So first up, you can enjoy a before or after dinner drink at The Rose. This is a lounge that is adorned in antique mirrors and floating rose petals and resembles the enchanted castle. You can also enjoy dinner at Palo Steakhouse, inspired by the lovable Cogsworth, the enchanted clock from Disney's Beauty and the Beast. Like Palo on the previous ships, it will feature premium steaks and exquisite Italian dishes. Which is interesting to me because Beauty and the Beast is in France. Right. So they just wanted to keep that Palo name, and I guess they had to go Italian for that. <laughs> I guess so. Oh, whatever. Well, it's a, it's a European thing, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the final adults-only dining experience is Enchanté. Oh my goodness, I'm going to have to pronounce this poor man's name. I apologize in advance. <laughs> I should have looked it up. By Chef Arnaud Arnaud. I don't know. Even, I don't even know. Hold on. Oh. Arnaud Lelement. All right, guys. Sorry about that. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you the real pronunciation. <laughs> so we'd like to apologize to Chef Arnaud Lelement. Yay. I think I said that right. We looked it up. <laughs> anyway, Enchanté is inspired by Lumiere and will feature innovative international cuisine crafted by three Michelin-starred chef Arnaud Lalamont <laughs> and spectacular ocean views that will evoke a certain je ne sais quoi. I can say that. You can say that one. Well I didn't done. have to look that one up. <laughs> I just, whenever I hear je ne sais quoi, I think of LeFou yes. in the live action. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. Sorry about that, Chef Arnaud Lalamont. <laughs> I also want to mention that these are all premium dining experiences, so mm -hmm. you will have to pay extra for them. They are not included in the standard meals that you would get if, you know, that are included with your cruise. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to our report card. The ride of the day is The Seas with Nemo and Friends. Yes. And as you know, this is a ride that is part of a bigger pavilion called mm -hmm. The Seas with Nemo and Friends, but we're focusing just on the actual dark ride today. So Epcot's original ocean pavilion was called The Living Seas, and that opened in 1986. At the time, it was home to the world's largest saltwater tank. Guests traveled in a hydrolator, which was an elevator using simulation, to the ocean floor to explore a sea base. There, they could enjoy exhibits or board a sea cab for a ride through the middle of the tank. In 2001, the sea cabs ceased operation. The pavilion began to transform then to its current Finding Nemo theme, and it eventually reopened in 2005 as the Seas with Nemo and Friends. The sea cabs were turned into the Clammobiles for this ride. And the Seas with Nemo and Friends, the entire pavilion was officially dedicated in January 2007, marking the completion of the transition from the original pavilion. 
Now, the queue for this ride is dark, and it slowly transitions guests from a beach scene to an underwater scene. It is so cute, and the details are just so adorable if you look closely at everything. Yeah, and it gets very dark in there because you are going under the mm-hmm. sea. Now, this ride has a wonderful wait time versus ride length ratio here. We have a 15-minute wait time on average, and the ride length is five minutes. I have something to say about that, Okay, though. go for it. The 15-minute wait time, it takes you 15 minutes just to walk through the entire queue. <laughs> Very true. Like, I'm, I'm sure the average wait time might be like five minutes, but you have to walk forever and a half. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's nice because you're blasted with air conditioning when you, when you get in there, and it's a relaxing feel, beachy feel, but uh, there's no way to, to cut that shorter like there is another yeah sometimes with switchbacks they kind of open them up so you can kind of cut through them all but not with this one nope 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 <laughs> all right so let's ride through our ride with yes now when you board the clam mobiles it's a, just like it is in journey under the sea with the little mermaid or in the haunted mansion you can imagine that type of type of clam mobile the omni mover they call them yes the omni mover And you meet Mr. Ray in his class on a field trip. And of course, we soon learn that Nemo has wandered off. You think he'd learn his lesson by now. Right. (laughs) Oh, goodness, that Nemo. So the journey in search of Nemo leads you through several scenes. First, Dory and Marlin search for Nemo. Then we have a scene with the jellyfish, just like the movie. There's also a scene with the anglerfish chase with the big light on the end. That's so fun. I love that. We encounter Bruce and the sharks and then go for a ride on the EAC with Crush and Squirt. And finally, the ride opens to the most amazing scene of all. The ride incorporates technology that causes our favorite little fishies here to magically appear swimming amongst the live marine life of a 5.7 million gallon seawater environment. This is the most incredible part of the entire ride because it really looks like Nemo and and Dory and Peach and Gil and and everybody is really amongst all of these actual fish and dolphins and and sea life. So, so cool. I love Peach when she's stuck on the – Peach, if you don't know, is the – star. Yeah, sea star. star. I was going to say starfish. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's just so funny that when she's stuck on the window, like she really looks like she's there. I know. Oh, so cute. Can't hear you, Peach. (laughs) So we got a live one. All right. So during this scene, it's the musical finale, and they are singing the Big Blue World song from the Animal Kingdom, Finding Nemo the Musical, which is just my favorite thing in all of the parks, all of the world. Yes, we cannot wait to grade that one because we both just absolutely adore that show. Yes, and... But that's another episode for all of (laughs) y'all. And of course, Nemo is happily reunited with his class and his friends. Of course. Happy endings. That's all Mm -hmm. we want. All right. So what would we change here, Chrissy? Now, I've heard that some people don't like the EAC scene, the East Australian Current scene, because it causes some motion sickness. There's a lot of spinny, bubbly effects that go in. I can see that. But I personally have never experienced that, so... In my mind, I wouldn't change anything. But if a lot of people have that feeling, then maybe calm down the EAC a little bit. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It makes you feel like you're going a lot faster than you actually are, too. So it's pretty cool. Just close your eyes if you get sick. Come on, people. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ruin it for the rest of us. Come on. Anyway, I just love Finding Nemo. So there's no specific story that I have on this ride that I can remember, but 
it just puts a smile on my face. It is such a nice ride. And I just love going on this one with the little ones. I know. It's just, I remember taking my nephews on it and my son. It's just such a cute ride. And they Same. get so excited seeing the fish and the fake fish and the real fish. It's just so cool. Yeah, there's so much to look at in every scene and so many of the characters that they adore from the movies. So it's it's really cute. It is so cute. I act the same way when I'm on the ride. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go on over to our rubric here. We can find this rubric on Instagram and Facebook if you'd like to follow along at Disney Honor Roll. All right, so cue theming. This ride scores a three. It's just so wonderfully themed and there's cute little things to look at it on your way. Cue comfort, three. Yes, the air conditioning is lovely for this oh, one. It's glorious. Wait time versus ride length, also a three. Cast member setup. You really don't have too much interaction with cast members at all, so this one gets a one. For ride comfort, again, gets a three. You can get a couple kids in there with an adult. Yes. Playing mobile. <laughs> and you can have lap sitters. Yes. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, there isn't a well, bar or anything on your on laps. laps. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Ride maintenance and technology is a three. Ride theming is definitely a three. Then ride extras, it has just a few to anticipate, so we gave this a one. Yep, you can anticipate whatever different animals you might see in the real tank. They can't, they obviously, that's different every time you go. Mm -hmm. but animals you're going to see. Definitely. Great. So that is a score of 20, which just squeaks in at an A. Yeah, it does. Look at that. Well done, Nemo. So the Seas with Nemo and Friends joins our A-list with Frozen Ever After, Toy Story Mania, Kilimanjaro Safaris, Journey Under the Sea with The Little Mermaid. Not as exciting as some of them, but definitely deserves it based off of our rubric. For sure. So cute. Alrighty, so let's give them our quote of the day. I look at you and I'm home. Mm. And said by Dory. In the original Finding Nemo movie. I love that one. I do too. It's so sweet. All right. We would be honored if you would share our podcast with a fellow Disney lover in your life. We appreciate all the reviews and the feedback that you leave us. Follow us on Instagram and or Facebook at Disney Honor Roll. Reach out to us there or email us at DisneyHonorRoll at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening, everyone. Class dismissed. See you real soon. soon.